Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, an infant formula company on a mission to get a lot closer to the most super superfood on the planet, breast milk. Our patented protein blend has more of the important and most abundant proteins actually found in breast milk. We're the first and only US-made formula to use organic grass-fed whole milk, not skim. We even conducted the largest clinical trial by a new infant formula company in a quarter century with clinically proven benefits like easier digestion, less spit up and softer poops versus a leading infant formula. And we make our own formula in the USA and our very own factories in Iowa, Oregon and Pennsylvania. Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I'm ready to hear then do your word which I'm about to receive which makes all things new in Jesus name amen so God speak to us with clarity speak to us with power we are ready to hear we are ready to receive lift your hands wherever you are for 5 seconds and worship the God that's about to speak to you come on church 5 come on I need to hear you 4 come on do it at your house on your couch sitting at your kitchen table wherever you're at come on I got to make sure you're open and ready to receive Five, come on. I know I started over. Four, come on. Say, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Say, speak, Lord. I'll hear and obey. Let's go to work, guys. So our series is this. It is dynasty, and dynasty means this. It's a sequence of rulers from the same family, and we've learned that some of the other terms for dynasty include this: the word house. include the word clan and include the word family. And what we've learned so far is that when we become Christians, we're in a new spiritual dynasty, so we can be the beginning of a new natural dynasty just like Abraham. See, here's the reality. Everything that exists and first has to start in the spirit before it ever manifests in the natural. The natural shows us spiritual things, but the natural things have to first exist in the spirit. Let me prove it to you. Everything that God created in Genesis, he spoke it, then he saw it. The Bible says in John 6:63, and every word that we speak is a spirit. Check this out. Which means every time I say something, I am releasing a spirit, and that spirit in the spiritual is creating something in the natural. That's why you got to be careful when you let mess come out of your mouth. Why? Because you are literally creating your own chaos. You got to be careful about letting people be in your circle. 
and in your environment that are always talking negative, always speaking doubt, always speaking foolishness. Listen, you keep all of that to yourself. But I'm like Joshua. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I know you're going through the roughest days of your life, but baby, I'm in my best. I know you're going through hell, but baby, I refuse to let that be my confession. And I'm not denying the reality of some of the situations that we face, but I refuse to let you put a negative spirit in my atmosphere because I'm the beginning of something new. Can I get you to open your mouth and say, I'm the beginning of something new. I yeah, I'm not the old thing, baby. I'm the new thing. I'm not the iPhone one, baby. I'm the upgrade. I, I am what God is doing. Lay your hands on yourself and say, I'm the new thing. That's important to understand because when you are the new thing, the first thing you're going to have to battle is the old. We started this year, and if you have our mobile app, I sent you uh, our Saturday devotion. And the scripture talks about, behold, I do a new thing. And, and in Isaiah, God says, the former things are past. In other words, that's over. I need everybody in here to look at me. I need you to put a period on what has happened. You need to put a period on being betrayed. That's over. Put a period on being depressed. That's over. Put a period on not having opportunity. That's over. Put a period on praying and not seeing results. That's over. I need you to realize the past has come to its conclusion. Say the old is over. Abraham, we've learned this throughout this series. He's the beginning of a brand new spiritual dynasty and natural dynasty. So let's look. First, you have to deal with the old. And I need you to hear me. Whenever God is doing something new, listen to me, old people show up. Some of y'all ought to know God's doing a whole lot of new by who's been in your DMs. Some of y'all ought to know God's doing a whole lot of new by who's been emailing you out of the blue talking about what's going on, big head. Y'all ain't talking to me. Some of you need to know God's doing some amazing new things. Why? Because the first thing the enemy did was try to send something old to try to pull you back to your past. But I wish I had some folk in this room that said, I'm not going back to what it was. I'm not going back to the way it used to be. Behold, all things are new. So in Genesis chapter 11, verses 30, starting at verse 31, we see Abram's old. So here it is. Uh, the old, Terah uh, is the father of Abraham. I've taught you this extensively. You ought to be able to teach this by now. Terah is Abram's father. Remember, his name was changed to Abraham later because when you add the H, it is now the blending of Abram and Yahweh. Which means every time Sarah called Abraham, she was reminding God of what he told Abram and reminding Abram of who you are. In other words, Abram, I'm going to call it until I see it. I may not see it yet, but I'm going to keep on saying it until I see it. That's why the Bible says he calls things that be not. as though I need you to stop calling what you see and call it what you want it to be. I need you to stop talking about it. I just don't have no godly friends. Say, I have the most amazing, incredible, godly people around me. Stop complaining about your tea. And instead declare, I have an incredible tea. I got the best of the best. Baby, I'm like the Avengers. When we show up, stuff gets tore up. I... Look, Genesis 11:31. Terah. Terah's Abram's father. This is what Abram learned. And his name in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, it means wild goat and loiterer. What does a wild goat mean? So you're supposed to be behaving like a sheep, but you're out of order. Okay? That means he's out of order and he's a loiterer. That means he's not productive. He's out of order and he's unproductive. How many people, if you're online, do the hand wave emoji. If you're in this building, wave your hand. You know people that are out of order and unproductive. 
They never want to follow order, but, and they're always talking about what's not happening. It's not happening because God says, why would I bless your mess? Mm. I'm not asking you to be perfect. I'm just asking you to do what I said to do. You always said to me. All right, look, he's out of order and he's unproductive. You got to be careful because unproductive people will tell you you do too much. It don't take all of that. Why you clap like that? Why you worship like that? Why you dance like that? Why you give God glory like that? Why you holler like that? Listen, since you don't have a heaven or a hell to put me in, now I need you to have several seats because, listen, if you knew what I've been through, You'd understand why I shout like I do, why I praise like I do, why I preach like I do, why I pray like I do. And I need to make an announcement. I'm not doing this for you know how. What I'm doing is for God, not for you. I could give two cares whether or not you're offended by the way I do what I do, when I do how I do what I do, because you weren't the one that woke me up. You want the one that started me on my way. You want the one that kept me from committing suicide. You want the one that kept me from giving up. You want the one that kept me from throwing in the towel. You want the one. So sit yourself down. Terrors will always tell you you are doing too much. Can you just sit down and receive? No! I'll holler every once in a while. Somebody say, I don't like loud church. Then you're going to hate going to heaven because it's loud. What do you mean? The angels are singing all day. Holy, 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 holy. If you don't like noise, you're going to. God is surrounded by sound. In fact, he says, I am enthroned on the praises of my people. Praises is the Hebrew word tehillah, which means God says I only take the throne when I hear singing. If I don't hear nobody singing, I ain't about to sit down. Alright, look, 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 look. Terrors will always tell you you're doing too much. You're too faithful. You're too consistent. You're too intentional. You're too this, you're too that. You're too this, you're too that. Look what he did. He took Abram his son and locked the son of Haran. Haran is Abram's brother. Now what does his name mean? His name means dry and thirsty. Stop. It means specifically dry place, which means Haran means there's a stink you get into. That's why they named the place they settled Haran. Because some of you, watch me, you get into a stank place, a stagnant place, a dry place. And let me tell you how you know you're dry, because you start reaching for stuff that can't even quench thirst. What do you mean? You start reaching for people that you know ain't no good for you. Why? You're bored. I wish you would tell the truth to me in here. You start reaching for stuff that can't even fill your thirst because you're in Haran. Look at the verse. It says, and Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, the dry place, or thirsty, his grandson. Now, Haran had died, we learned. And Sarai, she was barren. So we looked at Lot's family over the last couple of experiences because Lot's uncle is who? Abram. His father is who? Haran. His auntie is who? Sarah. His granddaddy is who? Terah. So I'm teaching you this so you see the hell house he grew up in. Because sometimes to understand why people are the way they are, you need to know where they came from. Let me help all my single people. Stop getting in these relationships where y'all don't want to talk about the past. If, if they don't want to talk, I don't want to talk about the past. I just want to talk about my future. Well, you need to tell them, well, I'm also part of your past. Effective immediately. Why? Because if I don't know where you've been, I have no clue where we're headed. 
I need to know what I'm dealing with and I need to check the bloodline to know what it is that I'm confronting because I need to make sure that I feel like fighting those battles. I want to preach this one. There may be some battles. You know what? It don't mean you're a bad person. I'm just not fighting that battle with you. I know you're working on it and when you get that worked out, come holler. Y'all ain't going to talk to me right now. Sometimes people will make you feel guilty that you won't take on their problems. Okay, y'all don't want to talk to me. If you love me, no, if I loved you, I'd recognize I am built to carry my weight, not me and your weight. You got to depend on the same Jesus I got to depend on. It says his daughter-in-law and his son Abram's wife, and they went forth together from Ur. Ur in Hebrew means fire. It's right there on the screen. It means fire. Shout fire. Uh -uh, all y'all did was open your mouth and say it. I said shout it. Shout fire. Fire. On the screen, you type it on there. Drop the fire emoji. They went from fire, which means they were on fire. They were passionate. They had drive. They had desire. They had hope of what their future was. Please listen. They had hope on what 2020 was going to be. Watch me. To go into the land of Canaan, they were headed to a promise. They were headed to God, what God had ordained for them. For you and I, it is not a piece of land. It is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. We say the word all the time, shalom. See, nothing is missing. It doesn't mean everything's perfect. It just means nothing is missing. So when people say, don't you feel lonely? Mm-mm. Don't you feel this? Mm-mm. Don't you think this? Mm-mm. It doesn't mean perfect. It just means nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Why? Because I rebuilt what was broken. Nothing is lacking because my increase is in my release. And since I'm a giver, you can never have me lack. Every giver, you need to hear me. There's never lack in your life because you're a river, not a reservoir. Y'all ain't saying. And sometimes you'll feel dumb for doing it. But baby, that's why you haven't crashed and burned. That's why you haven't hit, hit rock bottom. Because God checked your giving record and said, this is a faithful one here. We can trust them to get it to them because we can get it through them. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well. That's where they were headed. They were headed to that place. Got it? But when they came to Haran, so here, follow me. 2020 starts. All things new. It's going to be amazing. Best year of my life. Then they start walking through. Then they get to February. Ooh, looking kind of scary, but God is good. And looking kind of scary, but God is good. Come March, quarantine. <laughs> Masks. Coronavirus? What, what? This is America. Let me tell you why it's hit America the way it is. Because Americans are so entitled that they've never, they're not used to sacrifice. You ain't got to say amen, but I'm right. No, how? Oh, you're hearing what I'm saying. Now, now watch me. Watch me. So come March, it's like, what? April. At home. I've been at home all day. I ain't changed my clothes. Eh? Some of y'all was on them Zooms, hadn't even brushed your teeth yet, but didn't nobody know. You just was. Come May, you like, shoot, I may go out to the grocery store. I might. What you do for fun today? Child, I went to Target and got me some toilet paper. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Right? And then, and, then, and then May, then June, then July. But now here we are in August. And here we are. And you got to look at the verse because as they're on this journey, they come to a dry place. And when they get to that dry place, they settle there. Settlers get slaughtered. I need you to hear me. 
settlers get slaughtered. Where did they settle? In a dry place. Everybody look at me. Where have you settled this year? I'm going through a lot. The whole world is. Stop. Seriously. Come on. Say something else. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right, look. Look, they settled there. Open your mouth and say, I'm not settling. I'm not settling for less than shalom. I'm not, I'm not tolerating no half faithful friends. I ain't doing it. I, I ain't tolerating no half loyal friends. I ain't doing it. L listen, I got nothing but love for you, but I'm not settling. Watch me. I refuse to spend the rest of my life in hell just to say I got somebody. I am not I refuse to take a job just because of money. I'm about purpose, baby. I'm not chasing a dollar. I'm chasing why I was sent to the earth. Say, I'm not settling. Woo, come on. Say, I'm not settling. I'm and you got to be careful because notice the Bible says they did it together, which means the family curse was to settle. The family behavior was, you're doing too much. Just go on, stay here with me and your mama, and y'all ain't going to talk to me. No, you don't got to do all of that. Just, just stay on that job for another 40 years and go and get you a watch and get you a good pension. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. You don't need to go get another degree. You good. Just, well, you can't just be happy. You mastered something. Are you catching the point? Why you want perfection out of people? Ain't nothing going to be perfect. I didn't ask for perfection. I just asked it for consistency. And if consistency is perfection to you, you're not a fit for my future. All right, let me go. I got to go. Say they settled there. The days of terror are 205 years old, and terror died in what? Haran. So what does the bloodline look like? Everybody dies dry. If you look over the bloodline, nobody can say, look at what we did. Look at what we accomplished. Look at what we built. Everybody dies dry. But then, hear me, you were born. Okay. And when you were born, the interruption to the dysfunction was born. When you were born, the line crosser, the boundary breaker was born. Say, when I was born, the new showed up. So let's look at new, because that's the old. So here's the new. The new is seen in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Genesis, the beginning and origin of things. Genesis 12, verse 1. It says, now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country. Say new. new. And your kindred. That's relatives versus family. Remember, I've taught you there's a difference between the two. All right? You got to get the past messages to know that. And your father's house. What does that mean? Get away from your father's dynasty, because you're new. I need you to shout, I'm new. Come on. If y'all will push me, I'll preach it. Even if you don't push me, I'm going to preach this. Shout, I'm new. So look, he says, he says, listen, I need you to separate from how they think, from how they operate. Watch me. Go to the land I'm going to show you. What does land mean? Go to the way of living I'm going to show you. He says, the way they live is not right. It's just what they know. But you're not responsible for the change how other grown people live. I know they don't come to church. That's not true, though. I know they won't serve, but that's not true, though. I know they criticize you for serving. That's not true, though. I know they think you're too in the God, but that's why they in the gutter. That's not you. Shout, that's not me. He says to a land, I'm going to show you. So this is new. And notice, it requires God because God says, I'm going to show you. 
which means if I'm going to show it to you, that means you got to stick with me to see it. If I'm going to show it to you, that means you got to stick with me to see it. See, see, here's the deal. Here's what happens. We think God's just like new is over there. Mm -mm. God is like, come on, I'll show you new. Where is it at, Lord? Come on. <laughs> You're going to have to walk with me. You're going to have to be faithful to me. You're going to have to be consistent with me. You're going to have to do it when you don't want to do it with me. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You're going to have to stick with me. This requires me. I'm not pointing the way. You're going to have to walk with me because I'm going to show you the way. I need you to open your mouth and say, show me, Lord. For many of you, this is why your consistency has been challenged during the last several months. Because the enemy knew if he could get you to be inconsistent, you weren't going to see the new. Ooh, but I dare you to take, watch me, I'm going to give you 10 seconds. I need to see who the new is in this building. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to worship God. Watch me, that even if you stumbled, you got back up and you walking with him. Go, 10 seconds. Go, 10, 9, come on, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Shout, show me, Lord. Be seated, be seated, let me finish, let me finish. Let me finish, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. Look, 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 look. To a land I'm going to show you. Verse 2, and I will, here it is, make. Wow. God says, you're not going to have to make it happen yourself. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. That phrase, name great, in Hebrew, if you look on the screen, it means I will make the report about you great. Which means, watch me, when people hear your name, there's going to be a report associated with it. When they hear Foreman, they're going to say, oh, that's a good one there. When they hear Harvest, they're going to say, that's a good one there. Put your first and last name in the atmosphere. Go. The report on you is sounding real amazing. The word is spreading that you're excellent. The word is spreading you're debt free. The word is spreading you're a curse breaker. The word is spreading that you're a history maker. The word is spreading. Say the report is spreading about me. Now here it is. Please pay attention now. He says, I will make the report about you. Here it is. Great. And you'll see all of those words right there on the screen that are in bold. Because all of those words are the definition of the word great in Hebrew, which means when God says, I will make your name great, he says, this is what I'm going to do. Here's the first thing. I'm going to twist you. You shout it. Don't get quiet now. I'm going to twist you so you rotate around God. That's what it means. God says, I will make you rotate around me. So I'll take everything so that the only thing you have to focus on is and I wish some of y'all would be honest that there's some moments that you didn't even want to talk to nobody. You looked at your phone and said, I can't do this. I got to pray. I got to work. I can't be bothered with now. None of y'all. I got to rotate around God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right, look, here's the next one. Here's the next one. It means to cause to be large. God says, I'll call the report about you to be large. Everybody look at me. Stop getting mad that people are gossiping about you. The report's supposed to be large. Stop being mad that people got negative stuff to say about you. Just say, oh, wow, really? Oh, that's amazing. Praise God. Why? Because the report is large. Then it means to bring up. Say your name, please, again, your first and last name. God says, I'm going to bring your name up. 
while other people, watch me, while other people are being laid off, while other positions are being eliminated, I prophesy to everybody some conversations are about to happen where your name is being brought up today and tomorrow. And while they cut somebody else's position, you about to get a raise. I wish while you've been looking for the right fit, God is about to open the door for you and you're about to skip over some others. Open your mouth, say my name's being brought up. Let's finish, let's finish, let's go. Here's what great means. Exceed. Exceed what? What was before. God says, I'm going to make you exceed what was before. You should be further than those in front of you or, or that preceded you in your bloodline. You should be further. And, and here's how you know their family or relatives. If they don't get happy that you're further than them, then you just identify you kinfolk, you ain't family. Because family would look at me and say, I'm so proud of you, God. Oh, look at what you have done with what little you had to start with. I, all right, look, here's the next definition. Oh, my God, this is so good to me. Excellent. He said, I will make your name excellent, which means God says, I will not let you be average. God says, that means what you do, you're going to be hard on you. Some of you say, why am I so tough on myself? That's him making your name great. I'm my own worst critic. God says, I know I made you that way so that way you wouldn't tolerate sloppy from you because there's going to be very few people in your life that will hold you to account to be excellent. So you'll have to sometimes hold yourself to account. So when you make a mistake, you'll kick yourself for a day, but I need you to get back up. I need you to get back up and I need you to keep it moving. Can I keep teaching? All right, here's the next one. To become. I like this. He says, I'm going to make your name become. I'm becoming. Which means when people look at you, they'll see you as complete. And, but, but to you, I'm still becoming. People will say you're amazing. You'll be like, mm, that's good. But I am. People will say, I want to be just like you. And you'll be like, mm, yeah, that's good. But, but shoot, you can even be better. Because I'm still. What does this mean? To be great means I have to be a student because I'm becoming. Let me tell you why a lot of y'all get depressed and anxiety and fear. Here's why. Let me tell you why. It's because you think you're an expert. And only experts get mad when they got the answer wrong. You got to say, I'm a student. Why? I am becoming. So I may have made a mistake last week, yesterday, this morning. But baby, I'm becoming. So I will dust my shoulders off, get up, and keep it. Come on, finish it. Move it. Here's this next definition. I like this one. Y'all ready? Wax. God says, I'm going to wax your name. Here's what that means. Cover it and protect it. See, whenever you're in this position, you're out of order. I feel like I just got to defend myself. Yeah, you should read your Bible, sir. I got to defend myself. Read your Bible, ma'am. I'm just going to have a meeting to get everybody. God says, I will wax your name. I want wax for the 1115. Give me some candles. I'm sure some of these ladies got candles in their purses. <laughs> I'm just joking. Look, look, look. Say cover and protect. I need you to get this. God says, I will cover your name. There are attacks that came against your name. You never knew about because he waxed them. There are plots that were set up against you. Watch me. By bloodline folk. 
that God says, I'm covering you and I'm protecting you. I'm protecting you and I'm covering you. I'm protecting you and I'm covering you. Then it means to make greater. Then it means to grow up. God says, I'm going to grow you up. All of this is the meaning of great. I will increase. I will lift up. I will magnify. Let's deal with this next one for a minute. I will nourish you. God says, because what you're going to be doing is going to require different nourishment than everybody else. See, everybody else, their nourishment is getting to check. Your nourishment is doing it well. Because you're doing it and doing it and doing it well. I wish you would make this declaration and say, I need different food. I, what, what does that mean? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Um, there, there was a time when they were eating. And Jesus says um, to his disciples, they're getting ready to eat. And, uh, and Jesus said, I've already eaten. And they said, they looked at one another, you wouldn't judge Jesus a two-piece from Captain D's? They ain't got Captain D's no more here. <clears throat> Didn't nobody tell me nothing. Who remember the little chocolate cakes? I'm the only one, two of us, three, four, five, six. Don't act like y'all ain't ate at Captain D's. I'm bougie, Bishop. I've only eaten it. Oh, no, y'all at Denver, excuse me. Long John Silvers. <laughs> All right, look. Jesus is like, hey, guys, I don't eat the same stuff you eat. He says, my food is to do the will of my father. He said, you like to be seen. I like to be effective. You want everybody to call your name. I realize he's making my name. <laughs> You want everybody to know you did it, but everybody's going to know that I did it because he says, if I'll be faithful, I'll be given a name that at that name, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess. Look, it means, I'll, watch this, his, this is all the meaning of great. So this is the promise God makes to us. I'm going to show you in a minute. Then, watch me, I will cause you to pass. Now, that's interesting. What do you mean pass? God says, not only will I get you over some stuff, I'll get you through some stuff. But watch me. Every test you face. I wish I had some folk in here that were in the middle of a test. That would just declare how this thing is going to end for you. At the end of this test, you're going to pass. Huh? I got to move. Then it means I'll promote you. Oh, my God. Which means, which means Jan says, I'll have the right person at the right time see you. It won't be because you have the right marketing plan. <laughs> Let me prophesy to my entrepreneurs and for those of you who are making career transitions, please lift your hands. God says, I will promote your name so that you come to the top of the stack, so that you come to the top of the focus. I will make, y'all ain't saying that to me. God says, I will be the one that promotes you. It won't be that you have a great marketing plan. It won't be because your social media is so perfect. In fact, it might not even be that way, but I will promote you. Open your mouth. Say, God, promote me. Say, for your glory. Then here's the last definition of great. It'll be that your name is proudly spoken. People will want to have your name. Say amen, because I was about to go right, right there. <laughs> People will want your name. People will do crazy things to get your name. Oh, 
case in point. <laughs> Crazy stuff. You'd be like, did you say that to the men of God? Crazy things to get your name. Watch. Look at the last one. So that you will be, I know it, so that you will what? Be a blessing. I will make your name great. I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. Look at the last part, verse 3. I will bless those that bless you. And anyone who comes incorrect, I got them. Watch the last part. And in you, not you and Lot, and in you. See, when you're new, the temptation is to bring old. Everybody come on with me. Everybody ain't coming. And I need you to be okay with that. I need you to be okay with who's not going into September. Shut up. I need you to be okay with who's not coming into October, November. And I need you to be okay whose last day was this year. I need you. Why? I'm getting what God's got for me, baby. I'm not sitting around trying to please you, sit up with you. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. So God makes all of these promises to Abram. And it's like, wow, that's amazing what God would do for Abram. But God's promises to Abram are to us. How do you know that, Bishop? Look on the screen. Galatians 3, 9. So then those who are of faith. Oh, that's us. And if you're not a Christian in the moment, you're going to be one. Are blessed along with who? Abraham, the man of faith. What does this mean? That the same things that God said to Abram that I just taught you are the same things God says to you and I. So it's not just, ooh, look at what God's going to do for Abram. No, he's doing it for me. My house is next, now, and forever. Please make that declaration. My house is next, now, and forever. Type it on the screen if you're watching online. My house is next, now, and forever. Forever, ever. Listen, after these amazing promises, everybody please pay attention to this. After these amazing promises, here's what comes, process. Now, here's what we get excited about. Hallelujah, make my name great. And God is like, I promise you some amazing stuff. Now let's go through to get to. Now I need y'all to have just as much shouting over the process as the promise. Because the quicker you give him glory for your process, the quicker it's over. I said the quicker you give him glory for your process, the quicker it is over. And for some of y'all today, you passed your last test. For some of y'all this month, you passed your last test. For some of y'all, you better get ready. Get ready. Why? Because tomorrow you're going to wake up to favor and blessing and breakthrough and opportunity for God to get the glory out of your life. Holla, thank you for process. So watch this, watch this, watch this. There are three things that Abraham did that we must do in this process. Here's the first thing. Inconvenient obedience. Uh-uh, uh-uh, you promised me that you, you just promised me you will have as much shout now for promise, than we, or for process that we did for promise. Now look, look, Genesis 12, 4. 
When God, listen to me, God doesn't ask us to do anything. God is a general. He gives directives. He gives commands. You ever had somebody say, like one of your children, well, mom, you asked me, baby, I didn't ask you nothing, I told you. I, I didn't ask you nothing. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't make requests. I give directives. Look, and God's directives are never convenient. They, they are never convenient. We think it's supposed to be convenient, like the person that just lied on you, go forgive them. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. Where are most of the things you need to obey? Don't look for a, ver- a voice, look for a verse. You got a lot of Christians that are weird, and I rebuke weird Christianity. What do you mean weird? You don't read your Bible, but you're talking about God talking. You don't tithe, but you're talking about the Lord spoke. Why would he speak to a robber? Don't get quiet on me right there. You, you don't honor nobody, don't listen to nobody, yet you're talking about God and I were having a time last night. That was the spirit. All right, look. The Lord was just speaking to me. I told you what he's speaking. Do what you've already been told. That's what he's speaking. All right, look. Y'all ready? Look at Genesis 12, 4. So Abram went as the Lord asked him. No! Told him. Any, anybody in here grow up in the South? Um, three people in the building. Online, if you grew up in the South, you're in the South, I need you to wave at me. They call it the dirty South. Not because it's dirty, but because we the best. Huh? I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, don't get offended. Come on now. But I mean the best. Like, we season our food. We're nice to one another. We'll speak to you at the Piggly Wiggly and not have to know you. Interestingly enough, this has nothing to do with the message. Did y'all know there was a Piggly Wiggly here downtown across from the Coors Field? It used to be a Piggly Wiggly. They turned it into lawns. I knew Denver could be saved. Listen, okay, (laughs) I'm just playing. All right, let's go back to our regularly scheduled message. As the Lord had what? Told him. So this is obedience and faith, but check this out. It's inconvenient. You want me, watch me, you want me to change everything I know? And, watch this, and you don't want me to take who I know with me? You want to drop me into a whole new environment? Watch me. Watch me. And Lot, hidden motives. Now watch this. I've been teaching you about Lot a lot, right? But I want you to change how we view Lot. Because God said, get away from your kindred. So he shouldn't have taken Lot. Why did God let him take Lot? Because God says, I'm about to teach you a lesson. You're going to learn today, Abraham. I'm going to let you do what you want. Because you thought your partial obedience was full obedience. Partial obedience is complete disobedience. But let's just be honest. How many of us, we have partially obeyed? Come on. If you're handing up, you're lying. So now you're lying. So now you, there you go. Right? Okay. This is it online? Do the hand with your emoji. Watch. Look when God told him to do it. You figure God tell him when he's 22, 25, 31. 34, 44, 52, 
18, fresh out of uh, high school, 24, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. When does God say do this? God tells me to do this at 75. God tells him, and look at me, and what should be relaxing days? Let's go to work. <laughs> God tells him when everybody else is taking naps, I need you to get up and make it happen. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. God tells him to do something when it's an inconvenient. He's 75 years old when he leaves dry, which means for 75 years, that's what he knew. For 75 years, all he knew was mess, junk, drama, getting a little attitude and thinking people are supposed to suck into your attitude energy. And then people ask you what's wrong with you. Nothing. I'm fine. Well, tell your face and sit down somewhere. All right, y'all ready? God tells him to do something when it's inconvenient. And what does Abram do? Somebody say, he obeys. He obeys. What is it you already know to do you haven't done because it's inconvenient? I ain't talking about new stuff. I'm talking about, you know, I was driving down the road, and I turned my head, and I saw an eagle in the sky. And then the Lord said, you're going to mount up with wings like, Stop! 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 You won't even tune in to full time without starting working on your shopping list. Start with that, baby. I want to preach hard now. <laughs> number two, number two. So inconvenient obedience. The, the question is, what do we already know to do that we haven't done because it's inconvenient? Already in his word. Already in his word. Let's just start there. Let's move to new stuff then. But let's not move to new stuff before we've conquered basic stuff. Like you trying to be an algebra major and you can't add. If 2 plus 2 is 4 and 5 plus 5 is 10, what is this? Number two, he built altars at every advance. Please listen. Every time Abram advanced, he built altars. This was part of his process. So his process is you got to inconveniently obey. And every time you don't, you're going to get a lesson. Every time you don't, you're going to get a lesson. God says, I love you, but you're about to have a lesson. For some of y'all, some of that relationship, I don't know what happened, a lesson. But can you just be grateful? Let's go here for a minute. Now watch me. He loves us so much that what should have been lost became a lesson. Come on. Come on. Say thank you for my lessons, God. When I was growing up, when I was growing up and going to school, I went to Dunbar Elementary School in Memphis, Tennessee. 3 8 something, something, something. I don't know. And, and listen, and listen, here's what they would say. They would say, get your lessons. Get your lessons. In other words, what they're really saying is study, study what you're supposed to study. We came out with something called a homework hotline. I was a spokesman for the homework hotline. And I had just had a tooth procedure done. And then they had, I kind of had to do this newspaper interview and a TV interview for the homework hotline. It was the hottest thing popping in scholastic education. Do you hear me? It was, it was it. Memphis City Schools got the homework hotline where a parent could call in and get their child's homework on, on the phone. Everybody here looking at me like, call in to get the homework. Why not just go on the blackboard? Nah, they probably don't even use that no more. What they use now? Is they still use black? I don't know. You get the point. Listen. Y'all with me? <laughs> listen. Listen. And, 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 so, and so they were like, you know, make sure the kids, we got to say it. You're you a young man. You, you, make sure you make sure these kids get their lessons. 
So I was talking about how great the homework hotline is. It's an amazing resource for parents and kids to use so that their children stay on top of their lessons. <laughs> Everybody look at me. When we disobey, God says, you're going to get a lesson. And you can complain about it, or you can get that pen and pad out. I say, wait a minute. When crazy comes next time, cross the dog gone lesson. Lesson! When they start hollering like that, it's time to go. Holla in Jesus' name. Shalom. Look. Number two, I got to finish. Abram, every time he advanced, this is part of his process, he built altars everywhere. Altars are for sacrifice. And here's what happens. Many times when we advance, we don't build an altar. And this is important. Look at Genesis 13, verse 2. Now, Abram was, look what the blessing did for him. Was very rich. How rich? Very. Only for those of you that believe God wants you to be a blessing. Can you just say, he makes me very rich? Remember, it's bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. But for Abram, it was livestock. That means livelihood. Silver and gold. Look at me. Success didn't stop his devotion to God. I have a question for everybody that's a serious question. Can you be trusted with the blessing? Or when you get successful, we don't see you no more. When you get successful, all of a sudden now, it stops the devotion to the God that gave you the success. All right? And he journeyed on from Negev as far as Bethel to the place where his tent uh, had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai to the place where he made, everybody say it with me, an altar at the first. Wow. Abraham says, God, my life is starting building altars to you, places of sacrifice. We live in a day where people want everything for nothing. And if you charge them anything, they think it's too much. What do you mean charge anything? You require consistency. You require communicate. If you require anything from anybody, I'm not doing all of that. And we have a microwave generation that wants Ruth Chris quality food. You ain't going to get that in the microwave, but or whatever your particular restaurant choice is. I'm just telling you why I'm eating after church. Listen, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just playing. Got to leave that bread alone, Jesus. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Okay. Look, I got to finish. I got to finish. To the place where he made an altar at the first. And there, if I say there, there Abram called on the name of the Lord. He makes an altar to start. Like, he's faithful to serving. He's a sacrificer. He's faithful to giving. Those five T's, time, talent, thirst, testimony, treasure. He's faithful to that. Let's look at what happens as he gets successful. Look at verse, look at verse number uh, 18. So Abram moved his tent and came and settled by the oaks of Mamre, which are at Hebron. And what did he do? He built an altar there. Question, when you begin to advance, do you build altars or want applause? Because most people, all of a sudden now, you start reading your press. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Look, I, I, look, I, 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 got, I look, look at what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. Yeah, I ain't gonna be standing in no door greeting. I'm too good to greet. 
You too good to serve? You too good to serve? Like Jesus can get on his knees and wash stinking feet. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. Say, Lord, I want to build you an altar every time I advance. And I got to finish because I'm out of time. I'll go deeper. Let me think. So look, here's the third thing. And this is, this, is, this is the one. I'm setting you up for Wednesday. What day? Wednesday. <laughs> one of my good pastor friends, he don't never say the full word. He'd be like, no, he'd be like Bishop, so I'll meet you on Tuesday. I said, what is a Tuesday, sir? <laughs> Tuesday? <laughs> I love him. I love him. Here's the third thing. Y'all ready? He battled his immaturity. God makes him promises, and God says, I want inconvenient obedience. I want an altar at every advance. Don't you dare call nobody before you give me glory. I'll dare you post on social media before you tell me thank you. Y'all ain't going to talk to me right there. I'll dare you call your mama and tell her thank you for praying before you thank the God that did it for her when she prayed. He battled his immaturity. In chapter 14, Abram battles and defeats this king. Here's the end of the message right here. Kador Leomer. Come on, say it with me. Kador Leomer. Come on, everybody. Sound real spiritual. Kador Leomer. You can go with your friends after church and be like, you know, so you got to be careful with them Kador Leomers. And they're going to be like, I ain't got coronavirus. What are you talking about? I don't. <laughs> you ready? In Genesis 14, and I'm setting you up for Wednesday, Lot gets God. Because you cannot deceive people and not get deceived. You can't play people and not eventually get played. You can't keep hurting folk and not eventually get hurt. That's why I need some of y'all to let go of bitterness. Why? Because God says, let me handle that. I, I, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I need you to release who hurt you. I need you to release bitterness. I need you to release pain. Why? Because God says every lot will get God. So lot gets God. And King Cato Lomer and some other kings, they come and they, watch me, it's amazing. They take a bunch of stuff from Sodom, Gomorrah, and some other cities. And look at me. And here's what they also do. The only family they kidnap. is Lot. You missed me right there. Out of thousands of people, potentially, the king, Kato Laomer, says, bring him. Get Lot. Oh, God, don't miss church on Wednesday because it's going to be so good for us. So, Abraham hears about it. One of the guys runs, tells Abraham, hey, uh, they, got, they got Lot. They got him locked up. They won't let him out. They got locked. They got locked. They got who calls you hell. Oh, God. I need to. They, they, they got who was trying to drag you through the gutter. They got him. Abram hears. Abram battles this king, Kador Laomer. I'll tell you why he did it on Wednesday. Because it wasn't for Lot. It was to battle his own immaturity. Sometimes, watch me, an issue is, looks like it's over, and it's not over. It's just over for now. It'll return to see if you've grown. Woo! And I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm maturing, please. 
Come on, type that on the screen and say, I'm growing up. Wasn't actually to save Lot. It was to see, are you going to do this the same way you did this last time? See, when you're new, old soul's up to see if old's out of you. When you're new, old soul's up to see if old is out of you. And I need you to make this declaration and say, old is out of me. I'm, God didn't just bring me out of Egypt. Egypt is out of me. God didn't just bring you out of depression. Depression is out of you. God didn't just bring you out of issues. Issues are out of you. Let me close. I got to quit. Here it is. King Cato Laomer, here's what his name means. It means a handful of sheaves. What does that mean, Bishop? It's a large amount of stuff that's bound together. Look at what he is. He's the king of Elam. Y'all ready for this? The king of Elam means this. Hidden immaturity. God says, Abram, I'm about to bring something old in front of you. Shut up. I don't literally mean it. It's just, that's just, because some of you are like, why am I going through this again? It's not like it was last time. Please, please say, this isn't a repeat. Uh-uh, uh-uh, say, this is not a repeat. Uh-uh, say, this is a test to make sure I learned the lesson. Like, why am I dealing with this again? Mm-mm, this is not like last time. Because this ain't about lot. This is about your hidden immaturity. And you got a lot of immaturity that's been bound together for years. You've been like this for 75 years, Abram. And watch me, before I take you into your promise, I need to get this immaturity out of you. So to get this immaturity out of you, you're the new, but I take you into something old. Come on. To get this immaturity out of you, I take you into something old. To make sure that you have battled your hidden jealousy, your hidden pride. Here it is, your hidden insecurities, your daddy issues, your mama issues, your baby mama drama. To make sure you've dealt with that, I put something old in front of you to see how you're going to handle it. You weren't there to save Lot, you were there to save yourself. You were not there just to rescue Lot. You were there to rescue you. I put you back in front of Lot so you'd have to go fight King Cato Laoma. Because when you fight him, I'm dealing with your immaturity, the hidden stuff. The stuff in you that depends on people that ain't strong enough for you. The stuff in you that... Say, I'm maturing. Say, because a new dynasty is arising in me. Come on, I'm out of time, but can I get everybody everywhere to make that declaration? Say, a new dynasty is arising in me. Type that on the screen. Open your mouth. Say a new dynasty. It is arising in me. Say a new dynasty. It is arising in me. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. 
He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.